0: Yes, my friends, and welcome to episode nineteen of the John
1: Mahon Show. Super sweet nineteen. How have baby. we made it to number nineteen? I don't know. Uh. I guess because we are two a week. Yeah. Some some weeks. Some weeks. So it doesn't feel like that long. Yeah. That many shows. But it is. Yeah, May eighth was our was our debut. May eighth. What day is it now? Eight, or turn. No, it's not the eighth, it's the tenth. So, yeah. you're three months old. Three months old. Happy birthday to this show, my 19, friend. 19 years old. Well, 19 shows old. I you're
0: think. not 19 forever, as they say.
1: As the Cortina's said.
0: Yeah, terrible band.
1: Great song, though. Do, it you know is why, do you know why I like it? Go on. Because when United won their 20th Premier League title, uh, the Cortina's played at, When they Do you know when they Did show yeah, off the yeah. trophy And all that Cortina's played that And it's based You're not 19 forever Because the 20th title When we got the 20th title Was when we overtook Liverpool for the most Title wins Damn and it, My little brother would But we it. were stuck on 19 For a, for a few seasons ah. And then we got the 20th And finally beat Liverpool
0: nice
1: and then yeah you're not 19 forever
0: yeah pull yourself together as you did well my friends this show is in the midst of pulling itself together today
1: we've got a sports theme going on <laughs> i'm wearing my raiders hat yeah go sports
0: yeah it is band thursday but brand are, tea yeah brand thursday let's brand go and
1: team thursday brand team it's my thursday. team how are they doing? I don't know.
0: The season hasn't started yet, uh, but you got a new quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Jimmy G. Jimmy, that's how that's how he's known as Jimmy,
1: Jimmy G. G. <laughs> Garops, the Garops. Yeah, Mister Mister Garop dropping that guap. I don't know anything about American football.
0: We'll teach you. We'll teach you. The season starts uh, not long now. It's about a month until we're well, literally a month today. The NFL season starts yeah. actually, and a month so this th-
1: is the part in the game where they advertise cars. Yeah. Every other minute
0: they do. Lo- they do <laughs> love an advert, and in fact it's a month tomorrow I'll be going to my first ever n f l game in new york
1: you're gonna you're gonna buy all the jerseys i've already
0: got the the jersey the
1: aaron rodgers yeah, the new one jersey yeah the man. new season yep already got it so far uh, i went to um the n f no n a what is it national hockey league yeah n h l and uh, I watched what was it Golden Knights. The Las Vegas Golden Knights versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nice. And it was... I liked it because it was quite... Oh, the game was quite fast-paced. But then in, when there's a break in the game, they put like music on and people dance and they have like shit going on It's all, the same the with baseball.
0: Did you ever see that clip of Tom DeLong at a baseball game and they started playing Blink-182? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> I did that too. there in the crowd. But it was when he wasn't in the band. It's yeah. like it's like when he left the band so he's like this is awkward.
1: Although saying that I did go to I think I spoke about this. I went to uh yankees versus red Sox at london stadium it was the most Damn. boring game i've ever watched really <laughs> it goes on for so long it was like six hours and like it's there's like only so the cricket many cricket of america there's only so many seven pound beers you can drink in six hours yeah <laughs> so uh yeah we left before the end oh but it was like but New, yankees were like way ahead so it was like They've already won, basically.
0: There was a massive fight in baseball a couple of weeks ago. Did you see that? Like some guy was like sliding for a base and then it all kicked off and then one guy literally just chinned. Oh, yeah, like I did actually, yeah. yeah. I saw that.
1: Just a cheeky little bomb. Also, have you seen the Alabama street fight? It's the mo. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, the security guard gets attacked by those dudes on the boat. Dude, it was it and was the, someone swims across the. Rivers. Yeah, someone swims across, but it
0: was the guy. It was the guy brandishing the steel chair for me, man.
1: Yeah, proper WWE, <laughs> literally. Exactly.
0: But it's like a proper. It's yeah. like a wrestling
1: chair as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: but like if you if you follow <laughs> wrestling, you'll know what an unprotected chair shot is. Like he hit that person. Yeah, sat down on the floor with a I proper mean, yeah. malicious unprotected. He chair wasn't. Shot.
1: Pretending to hit the guy.
0: No, that because like there is a way in wrestling that they say that like you like you can hit someone in the head with a chair shot. That it like yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's still hitting someone in the head, but like you can glance it off their forehead. So If you ever watch stuff from the Era, the way they hit people is they don't like yeah, donk them on their head like that. They kind of like swipe across their head, so it's like a glancing movement like that.
1: And yeah, like they you can actually sit on those chairs, so they're not made out of like really cheap. It's still made out of solid yeah, metal. Yeah, it's, it's still metal. It's, still it's, not, it's not Play-Doh. But yeah, one of the best street fights. <laughs> yeah. But just the drama of it. It had a, a little, little bit of everything. Yeah. It's probably uh, the best clip I've seen this week. Mm. It's the clip of the week. Clip of the week. But we probably can't show it here. Yeah. A bit naughty.
0: Yeah. A lot of violence. I'll tell, tell you what my clip of the week is. Again on the sports theme. Fucking Steph Curry coming Ooh. out for Mizbiz. And speaking of misery business, there's a brand new club night happening at the Devil's Dog down in Digbeth this Saturday, 10 p.m., alternative
1: anthems, 10 till 3, with yours truly DJing. Rock out with John.
0: Just a couple of those. I
1: won't be there, I'll be at Bloodstock.
0: You will. Bloodstock!
1: Bloodstock! I'll be rocking out some sugar.
0: Yeah, not loose that day as well. Yep. Big day. I'm going yeah. tomorrow,
1: actually, now. Oh, are you? Yeah.
0: Oh, See you so You're going to get some kill switch. Kill switch. Let's go.
1: There is love. On the. Oh. 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 I'll do that. I'll plug that in later. Yeah. On the Steph Curry thing with Paramore. We'll put it on uh, now, actually. Let's go to you. Oh, well, that's good framing,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, if you haven't seen this, basically, Paramore were playing a show, and I don't know if this is going to become a thing with Paramore, where they bring people out for features for music business. Because Little Uzi Vert did it just before his record Pink Tape came out, and then you have Steph Curry now coming out and singing the iconic Paramore Well,
1: anthem. apparently, he's been a he's a long time Paramore fan. No way. Because I think in one of the videos. Well, we'll watch it, actually. One of the videos, she says, we've known Steph for a long time. Holy and I think because they're playing in his hometown. I'm not sure where it is. but that's the I don't know what there. team that he plays for. Any basketball fans watching I, right now? I don't watch basketball, but I know who Steph Curry is. I know Steph Curry, like yeah. Huge name. He's got 53 million followers on Instagram. Yeah.
0: From the NFL world, I'd love to see George Kittle doing this because like George Kittle plays for the San Francisco 49ers. And during one of their practices one time like players get to select tunes yeah. and it goes from like a rap tune to a song that Kittle's obviously queued up and it's just last resort Papa wrote and like he just puts his helmet on and just starts stomping <laughs>
1: around like that it's like God, George I imagine there's a quite probably quite a lot of rock fans in the NH, NFL because NFL. in the in UK football don't really get that much other yeah, than David De Gea hmm. who uh, big metal fan Let's Went go. to see Slipknot in Manchester. Let's go. But yeah, this is Steph Curry. Steph Curry singing.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that that would be my clip of the week if we're doing yeah. a clip of the week. S- sports
1: themed still. Yeah, very sports themed. And speaking of sports, we've got a little feature coming yeah. up.
0: Yeah. So we were trying to think of shit to do on today's show because we really enjoyed last time asking you for your dream band. So... In keeping with the fact that the NFL season's about to start, people are going to be doing their fantasy leagues very soon. You've probably seen clips on TikTok of men doing, like, sports competitions for their draft picks. Like, Have you seen, like, clips of, like, dudes creating, like, obstacle courses in their back garden, like, competing for, like, who gets the, like, top draft pick in their in their draft <laughs> friendship group? Yeah, well, I haven't, but...
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can I picture the picture of that description.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to do a draft right now for best songs of 2023 so far. So feel free to play along basically as we pick a tune you pick a tune to be your first pick in the draft, your second pick in the draft, your third pick, fourth pick, fifth pick. But the rule is, obviously, like when it's sports, if one tune gets picked, then the other person can't then pick that tune. Yeah,
1: but I feel like we've probably got a different enough taste that it might not happen. Yeah, I feel like there's. Some... I feel like there might be a cup, one or two crossovers.
0: Yeah, I've, I feel like there's some big crossovers potentially happening. So. Who who goes first?
1: Should we flip a coin? Do I have a coin? What is a coin? Flip my phone. I
0: do have a coin. Right.
1: Heads or tails, Ollie. Tails never fails.
0: It doesn't. <laughs> Would you like first or second pick, sir?
1: Um, I'll go first.
0: First pick in the draft.
1: Got a list here where these are my uh, from the top of my head. But I've got I've got some backups. So first I am gonna go I don't know if you can see this. Ooh, interesting
0: start to the
1: draft. The last, was Dr. Scott. the last song on the new album. Interesting. And I love it. Interesting. I've listened to that. I listened to the album a lot, but I've listened to that song more than any of the other songs. Holy shit. It's okay. just, it's one of those that gets me in right. the feels.
0: <laughs> I was listening to this album earlier on today. Is it Elucid or Take Me Back to Eden that has lyrics from all throughout the album? like in the same that way
1: one. well uh, oh throughout the album from um but then takes this, me the, back to eden has like callbacks or, yeah like, choke hold and but that. then this one had does this one have this just, one like, has whole like this one has the the, the tie-in to mm, the night doesn't belong yeah, to god that's the one at the end i just it's it's the, one of those songs that it just gets me gets, gets me everybody. going it's it's one of those where it's like happy but also sad but also i don't know It's a weird one it's it's funny something to me i can't explain it
0: it's funny that you use that way to describe your first pick in your draft because like quite literally i could use the exact same verbiage to describe my first pick in our best songs of 2023 draft and it's the same band sleep token Oh,
1: okay double sleepers
0: double sleep token first pick in the draft what are we going with ascensionism you have to type that on i <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> uh is he A-S- gonna spell it right then i don't think it's a real no word. it's not it's not double s it's i good. am like 99 percent certain yeah a s c e n s i o n i s m ism ism ascensionism yeah you get it anyway out of all of the songs on take me back to eden
1: that one feels like that's yeah that was that was my favorite and then euclid overtook it i think but it's different vibes isn't it yeah yeah ascensionism's got like the ballad o- in
0: opening bro right, it's like it's, it's like a bohemian rhapsody yeah for metalcore like you've got the really slow start you've got the lyrical and melodical build the screams the breakdown towards the end but then the oh what's the bar that he repeats diamonds so should play a little bit diamonds in the, in the trees pentagrams in the night sky yeah
1: so we got a couple of couple of sleepy tees in the top what, yeah top, top picks. Double is that does token. that mean are we put them in order i guess yeah so There's number one, that's your f- top pick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy with sleepy. Go on then, Ollie. Who's your second pick?
0: Oh. oh.
1: <laughs> See, I thought this was one of, this is gonna be one of yours. So Bro. I got I'm glad I got Bro. The first. Pick.
0: That's literally, that was literally my second pick. <laughs> oh. So you gotta pick another a
1: different second.
0: Oh, the heartbreak the first heartbreak of the draft strikes
1: (laughs) man because i feel i feel like i've listened to this song many times and i'm still not sick of it
0: yeah it's bro like the reason why i was gonna go for it for my second pick was like out of all of the songs that bring me have given us since the last record you've had strangers die for you this and amen like this was the one that like like felt like instant connection with the most, Yeah. like lyrically and melodically and like the, the way in which the song's composed.
1: Fuck. What a pick, bro. And the, I think I'm going to break down. Yeah. Down, down, down. <laughs> what a fucking song. Oh, man. Well, onto you. Number two.
0: God damn. That's, that's totally shaken up the draft. Okay. To be fair, to be fair, my number, what was going to be my number three pick does sit very, very well in at number two. So I'm going to go for a song that, like, when it dropped, a lot of people instantly went, okay, the motherfucker's back. He's been gone for a very long time, but the motherfucker's back. It's a song called Rumble by a guy called Skrillex. Skrillex. Yeah, man. Sonny.
1: Sonny Moore's making an appearance.
0: Yeah, man. So, is, this, is it
1: two, two L's? It
0: uh, yeah. Rumble rumble so Skrillex put out two albums in the space of a couple of months earlier on this not even a couple of months no two like a weekend away from each other shit like I guess he, he's been gone for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, a very, very long time. So A Quest for Fire came out. Him, Fred again, and Fortet played Madison Square Garden. And then at that Madison Square Garden show, he basically went, ah, uh, do you know what? I'm going to send my other album live right now. So, actually, no, I don't think it was weekends, but I think it was like, literally like <laughs> like I don't know, like a day apart or something. So Excuse his label me. were freaking out. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the second album that he put out, the first album, Sample Songs From. So the first album you got all these tunes and then you hear the originals okay. of those tunes on the next album but on on that record the the opening song leave me like this tune tears tune but like the song that everyone connected with was rumble with uh flow dan on the rap but then fred again on the production as well and like a lot of people first heard this song like through fred again playing it in his shows so yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go skrillex Fred again, flow down, Rumble, number two pick.
1: Nice pick. Should we play a bit or do you want me to go to number three? Do you know the song I'm on about? Nah, let's check it out. You don't know the song? What? Uh, do, you, do you think I'm a big EDM guy? Bro, this song has been maybe I'll, everywhere. Uh, maybe I'll notice it.
0: Bro, yeah. I guess, yeah.
1: It's not, it's, I guess dubstep's not really a thing anymore. Well, it's not cool anymore, is it? Hey. He's moved on.
0: Dubstep, it never went away. Dubstep's still there. Dubstep's bigger than ever now, man. Is it? Yeah, bro.
1: You don't really. I don't
0: hear it that often, bro. Like Excision, Sullivan King. Like, there's so many, bro. If you have you never listened to Sullivan King before? No. Like, okay, once we're gonna hit pause on this draft, my friends. I'm just gonna educate Ollie real quick. Like, type in Sullivan King, right? Let me give you a song by him. So, Sullivan King is a guy who basically combines metalcore with like dubstep and edm
1: so was he, i watched um shout out tpd i watched their tomorrowland one the other day and there was a guy that was metal and that's that's dub, probably that's like probably Su-
0: that's probably sullivan yeah. King. he was at tomorrowland yeah, yeah. It hit up like it did sound good to be fair domination's a tune dubstep's bigger than it's ever fucking been
1: is it though yeah <laughs> bigger than when skrillex was yeah was prime yeah in the mainstream though. yeah is it in well, it's mainstream.
0: not not as much in the mainstream, but bro, you look at the size of the shows and the festivals that are going on centered. Around. I feel
1: like your circles are different to my circles. I don't. I feel like I don't see a lot of it going on. Well, that's what this fucking show is for. Dubstep just reminds me of just that. Those like just who's what? Sorry, just reminds me of sweaty people on naughty substances. <laughs> Does it not remind you of that? <laughs> Every time I get, like, PTSD, like flashbacks. Uh, but, like... Uh, that's that- taken back to attention. <laughs> Reading a <laughs> <laughs> reading festival ten
0: yeah to be fair like that side of dubstep like tickled this side of the pond but it never fully came over here like yeah knife party came over for like reading one year like you've always had like a solid dance stage at reading like you got you've had like a couple like big bass festivals but like it's been more baseline than it has been dubstep over here so like people like uh, dark sea and Skepsis and like that entire crew of people, like that was what the UK kind of picked up on. Whereas the, the Americans, they were basically having like, yeah, excision Sullivan King, like fucking Shaq is
1: now a dubstep. DJ. He was at Tomorrowland as well. Bro.
0: Have you heard Shaq's new dubstep tune? No. Right. Again, sorry, my friends We're Like this is so ADHD right now, but put on, <laughs> put on bang your head by diesel.
1: So his, what, his DJ name's oh, Diesel? Oh, what
0: if he's got a music video, one
1: second. Yeah. Well, so Shaq is called Diesel. Shaq's DJ name is Diesel. That's right. name, this one. Yeah. Oh, I'm stopping it before I have a hemorrhage. <laughs> I, like, oh. that sort of music, yeah? Like, I don't mind it, but I couldn't just sit at home listening to that. You're not? Like, you just sit there at your desk. Yeah. it's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, man. so intense. It's the reason I don't listen to, like lawn Shore at home it's too intense <laughs> for just oh, sitting down at your desk
0: bro. i mean you I haven't lived if i'll you listen to they to the hellfire i listen
1: to a lot of disgusting music but i feel like it has enough ebbs and flows
0: what you're more like a time and a place more though?
1: melodic and with the heavy but yeah i just it's just, just not easy listening for me <laughs> feels like i don't know like a migraine (laughs) musical migraine bro anyway should we get back to (laughs) shaq is taking over the
0: djing world whether you like it or not right yeah
1: i've got nothing to do with the dj world john so
0: you can have it (laughs) let's let's get back to the draft so my friends keep playing along with your draft picks i
1: think this might be a new one for you john that you might not have heard of but it's a new one for me but i recently really got into it and it's insane and i love it and it's catchy and heavy and crazy. And we'll play the music video because it's actually insane. It is Pale Dusk with their new song, newest song. Because we're, we're doing songs from this year. So I, the song is called I'm Ready to Die for My Friends.
0: Great name. Okay. So you know, how you,
1: you know how you just said that
0: you're like, how can you
1: listen to music that makes you feel like you're
0: having an aneurysm?
1: But this, yeah. But this has got... <laughs> an, you literally... No, but I would say one. my point was, John. This songs I listen to have in a lot of ebbs and flows, whereas that is just like pounding your head. Bah, 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 yeah. bah, 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 bah. <laughs> this has at least got some groove and a little bit so, of dancey some bits
0: groove. and some
1: sing along bits.
0: <laughs> I've just noticed that it is his
1: name, Vigor Man. Vigor Man, as in like lots of like lots of vigor, strong testosterone. I don't
0: know. Hi, <laughs> right, what is one second?
1: Define Vigor. Strong, healthy, full of energy. A right. full, vigorous, full, muscular full, man. Full of energy. Why are you caught up on his name? <laughs> you think like... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another example. <laughs> Some a name, you you because he's called Vigor Man. You expect him to be like yeah, but yeah, like around.
0: no, but like he like it's like a suit. No, it's like it's less of a band name then. it's like more of like a superhero name. So it's like if Batman turned up like dressed as an ostrich, you'd be like, why have you called yourself Batman when you're he's clearly not a superhero, ostrich, man.
1: John, he's just a rapper from Japan. Yeah, but he probably just googled Vigor and was like, that sounds cool. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway this is is my number three so that's your number three pick it's a solid pick to be fair very very solid pick well with that in mind then seeing as my list has fluctuated quite heavily due to your stealing lost away from me as my number two pick i'm gonna go back to bring me the horizon for number three so tell all your friends this is the end of everything amen baby yeah
1: good pick good song
0: Yep. amen And for all of the people that were saying like, oh, why don't bring me play their older stuff? Where's the heavy scream? side of bring me the horizon. Listen to this and shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Internet people. Yeah. Back to the, well, it was, it's kind of like a mixture between older, heavier stuff and new stuff. It's
0: quite literally. It's a good blend. There is a hell, a pinch of some paternal, but then post-human.
1: Yeah. Also, got it has got like a sort of 2000s, like emo, screamo e vibe, as yeah, well. Yeah, like basically, a little, like bit of a, sort of a bit of, of like Jaw MCR vibe.
0: taking back Sunday at yeah, Glassjaw yeah. in there as well. And that cheeky little sprinkling of little Uzivert as well. Little spring yeah.
1: And then bring me on his album, yeah, on Werewolf. Werewolf, yeah, I reckon Wait, it was me. the little deal you be on my album. I'll be on your yeah, album. Yeah.
0: You scratch my album. I'll scratch. But yours. I'm only gonna
1: do 20 seconds on yours. Bring me.
0: Yeah. Which is why <laughs> not even like, that. Probably
1: like 10 seconds.
0: Yeah. 15 seconds. Like that's probably like I'd be interested in a BTS on that one. Like show me the BTS of like what well, the band.
1: <laughs> What's a K-pop yeah. band gonna do? Yeah.
0: With this, John? Yes, Ollie. The K. Yeah. Give me. I feel
1: like nowadays, if you say BTS to most people, younger generations. Yeah, they won't even. They won't be like. like Behind the scenes, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, weird, man, weird world we live in.
0: Yeah, words are changing meanings all of a sudden.
1: Okay, so your fourth pick, I'm gonna pick. I'll do, oh, I'll do it like this, so it's a bit of suspense. Ooh, you gotta fill the time. Oh. <laughs> Ollie's number four pick
0: in a top five song draft of 2023
1: is. Uh. Friends of the show. What a selection, sir. Holding Absence, Crooked Melody. <laughs> crooked Melody. <laughs> That's a great, yeah. That was a great Lucas impression. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great song. Fantastic song. And it definitely it came out this year. I, I can't, this is the trouble I was having. I was like, what? I Sometimes forget what came out this year. Or maybe I've just discovered a song and it came out last year. And it's, so I'm like, well, I can't put that in.
0: There's quite a few tunes that, come out this year that when i was prepping for this bear in mind my friends we came up with this idea about half an hour before we went live and during that 20 minute prep time that like we had i was like okay okay there's a surprising amount of songs but like this year's been more of a year of like surprise singles as well yeah there's like a lot of like one-offs from bands this year that have really really popped but holding absence brand new album out in what two weeks two and a bit weeks
1: yeah September what is it No it's August, isn't it? it yes, is it August?
0: Like, yeah the end end of they drop of dropping end of August. The end, end of, of
1: August, August. The end of Shout out Crazy fist.
0: Anyway, what a fucking band, man. A snow
1: cat romance. Yeah. What and I just loved his voice. It was so weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to do a impression, but I, it's no hard way I can. to impersonate. Yeah, Alaskan. You don't get many Alaskan yeah. bands, do you? Like all of
0: their merchandise, let you know that they were from Alaska as well.
1: Like, I reckon that's why it sounds so weird. It's just the, all the ice up there. And yeah, well, it yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> like, it's like a lot of tense vocal cords in band practice. Yeah, they practiced on <laughs> <laughs> just uh, a <laughs> just to a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: On a sheet of bear, ice. I was like, everything that clapping bear. <laughs> <laughs> like that.
0: Right. Yeah. This is this is where like I'm a little bit
1: number four.
0: I'm um, in an r in. I'm I'm um, in an r in about this because I don't. Um, there's that like uh, now now it gets to the stage where like there's a lot of songs that are on like the same level as each other. I really, There's not really all that much separating them. But I'm going to go for Elenium and drown so elenium self-titled his last album it's actually not got the o in it as well just to make it make it a fish yeah there you go so elenium self-titled record has got it's got so many names on it and in all honesty like this album has to be appreciated, like, as an entire body of work. There are standout singles and stuff, but, like, for me, like, it's actual magic comes when you listen to it start to finish. But, I mean, like, names on this, you got Skylar Grey, Jayden, Avril Lavigne, and Travis Barker, yeah. Spirit Box, American Teeth, Said the Sky, Motionless in White, and Nina Nesbitt. We
1: reacted to
0: some of them, didn't we? we which ones did we react to? The Motionless in White one, Spirit Box yeah. one. And the Avril one, Avril, I do believe. But the the Drown one, like, when I heard it for the first time, it wasn't until, like, halfway through the song where my brain was like, oh, my God, this is... John, Bring- you-
1: oh, it is Drown.
0: Yeah, this is Bring Me The Horizons, Drown. So, yeah, from Millennium self-titled album, the remixed version of Drown by Bring Me The Horizon. Nice. Right, number
1: five, final pick... It's a tough one because I've got a few. Yeah,
0: right. This is getting really hard now.
1: To pick from. I've got <coughs> one, two, three, four, five, six left over. So I have to pick one of them. And I'm going to pick.
0: Ooh. Whilst Ollie does that, Dr. Scott's been playing along with his draft. And let me just get that up now, Dr. Scott. So you've gone for... Spanish Love Songs, Haunted, first, first pick song. in the draft. Big pick. Linkin Park lost second pick. Silent Planet, Antimatter, third pick. And Current So Alone,
1: fourth pick. Right then, who's Ollie gone for? Am I on the right one? I'll just, yeah, transition that. So my Antimatter by Silent Planet is in my list, but it didn't make it to the number five spot. I don't know if you've even heard this song john but it's a banger and it's a great band it's got they've got some of the best song names in the business it's a band bill murray and about cashew
0: right we've we've spoken bill murray bill murray we've spoken about this
1: all their song names are very hot mulligan level yeah well just in insane really um I'll I'll get some examples up.
0: Well, pull it up on YouTube if there's is this song. I just want
1: to. I just want to read out some of their song names they've had in the past. (laughs) So one of their albums from 2020 (laughs) is called Eggy Eggy Pocket, and some of the absolutely cranking my effing hog. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously dislike most other humans, which is fair enough. These these aren't even some of the, the worst ones. Yeah, they're relatively tame. Oh yeah, the last album was pretty good. One last year, Goblin Hours. Yeah, it's called Goblin Hours. You got the void approach of Muscle Band. Oh, muscle Denizen is yeah, uh, Anabolic Spud Spudsman. That's a tune. Wasn't that with uh, Will from Lorna Shore? Oh, he they do a remix of it with him on it. Yeah, Ah Hogman's Delight. But the song I've picked. Should we get it up on YouTube? Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, Doctor Scott says his first choice was Sleep Token. Take me back to Sweden.
1: Feel like everyone's first take. Yeah, everyone's top to top
0: token. pick is Sleep Token at the moment. We're gonna have to do this. We're I feel like we should albums.
1: have. We should have um, gone from five to one. made it a bit more uh, yeah, but, climber. <laughs> yeah, but you always start with the first pick, don't you? Yeah, true. Well, I don't know. I've never done it. Yeah, I went through sort of the list of some of the songs that I've been listening to. And very
0: nineteen seventy five. Yeah,
1: well, that came up. That's like one of my most played. So, Dang. has to make the pick. Has to make the list. So, you're number five then.
0: Oh, this is hard, right? Because. I think I might have to give some honourable mentions.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll shout out some after you've done yours.
0: So, honourable mention to Little Uzi Vert's Nakamura, which samples Shinsuke Nakamura, the wrestler's entrance music, which is fucking hard, man. It goes so hard.
1: Was she? He. He? (laughs) He there when I watched, when we went to wrestling?
0: I can't remember. I don't think he was, no. Bloodshot by Enter Shikari.
1: Yeah. Get no, the I dad, the for the whole song. world. The I, I didn't write that down. What, that, the title track? Yeah, that would have been in. That, that's in my short list, I reckon. That's a banger. Vakovi, Creeping,
0: Lake Malice, Bloodbath. Shout out to both of those as well. Tell you what deserves a shout out. Ghost's cover of Tina Turner's <laughs> We Don't Need Another Hero. Really? Bro, have you not heard this? This fucks. So, honourable mention to that. Now, oh, this is This is where I'm struggling.
1: I'm like... I'm torn between two, and gonna make your mind up, John. But this is you. This is number five, though. Yeah. Yes. Your last pick. My last pick.
0: Fuck. Okay. Electric callboy boy. Every time we touch. Good shout. And I tell you what, it narrowly beat as well. It was up against falling in reverse. Watch
1: the world burn. Oh. Right. See, that is a good song. I just uh, I can't give <laughs> Ronnie the uh, Ronnie the the clout. <laughs> I can't, so, g- I can't give him the... Um, what's the word? <laughs> I can't give him the praise, even though that song is fucking... It's an ass. unbelievable tune. Unbelievable tune. Yeah, but he's a bit of a dick. Especially online. He gets called out all the time and people show re- receipts. And Are you, are you and still that.
0: really mad about the whole spirit box thing? Nah,
1: not even that. He was just really, really rude to a fan and, he, and the fan posted all the screenshots. Really? Well, it wasn't a fan. It was someone that like... Slagged him off a bit in the comments, and then Ronnie went in, but then used quite a few slurs that he probably ah, shouldn't have. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm with
0: you. There's a lot of that from yeah. Ronnie. Well, knows like, how to write a banger though. But
1: Electric Boy, every time we touch, great cover. Probably yeah. gonna get played at every club rock club night from now been, until forever. <laughs> I've been I've been fucking rinsing it
0: recently, yeah. unapologetically as well, and. I think one thing I like about it is the fact that they've made it so different to the original, but also keeping like the main themes and elements in it. Like they've kept the bits they yeah. needed to keep, but then the bits that they've added, you're like, holy fucking shit, if I wanted a metal version of this, this supersedes anything
1: that I'd have predicted for it. Yeah. It get kind of like, if you didn't know the original, you'd just sort of think it might just be Electric Callboy songs. Yeah. Yeah. 100%.
0: 100%. Especially with that, every time we touch, 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 touch. Yeah. Every time we touch.
1: Oh God! What a fucking chain. Well, so these are our top fives.
0: Yeah. So who's, our draft. Picks. Who wins,
1: Jerkin? Who? Who's? who's yeah. Uh, well, we can't be the. We can't decide. Yeah. If those, it's for you to decide.
0: If those two drafts were to face off against each other in a metaphorical game of American football, <laughs> who'd
1: win? I mean, I know i My answer. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would win, but we've also had other entries in the chat. Got hassie we'll do five to one. hassie's got Buried tomorrow heretic, great song, sorry so far, new one, big blind, which is it is a good song bring me lost number three, Fairtooth might love myself, I forgot about that one <sighs> that's a that's a good one. Shouting a ha the two, and then number one, same as you, John yeah, electric boy every time we dot 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 t- touch
0: Doctor Scott picking you. For the dub on that one.
1: Dr. Scott's on my side. You, you, when he- As soon as I said.
0: Lucas Johnson Jets. Man.
1: Also, when... Oh, uh, I love it. I can't wait till we play the parts now, Dr. Uh, Scott. It's on, motherfucker. I don't know if you saw it before, but when you were blasting your dubstep, Dr. Scott was like, please stop. <laughs> so... Oh, let's go, Scotty <laughs> boy. All right. add a baby.
0: My friends, don't forget, if you want to join the draft, we want you to pick your top five songs of
1: 2023 and just drop them wherever put, you want. We'll try and clip this and put it in on some sort of social media because yeah. I imagine this episode is going to get demonetized because we've played quite a lot of songs. Yeah. Probably. Especially people like Skrillex and Millennium and
0: Elenium didn't demonetize uh, well, yeah. us, but it didn't, it didn't yeah. strike us so and skrillex is probably the only one that might yeah but then again maybe diesel
1: oh yeah i forgot about diesel shaquille o'neal Shaq's watching this (laughs) give me that money not that he he needs it no definitely not well
0: my friends we actually didn't tell you at the start of today's show about today's guest joining us in hour two we've got our boy tom from centric music because there's a conversation going on the internet right now about making money from music and bands in particular struggling to make money from music and the process of bands monetizing not just you know touring merchandise but the actual process of them the music that they have made on streaming platforms not
1: representing the amount of money they have in their bank account and a lot of people don't know if you've just started a band and you're wondering how you can make money from being in a band a lot of people don't actually realize that any any place that plays live music or has Any plays any music, any commercial music needs to pay a PRS license, so it's money that goes to the company PRS, so they can pay the royalties to the artists that get played in those venues. So anytime you play in a venue live, you are owed some money. Yep. So Centric Music is a site that you can sign up. Anyone can sign up to Mm -hmm. any, any band, and you put in all your details of the shows you played. And any sort of other streaming or any sort of like sync things. And and then they will collect the money for you and give it back to you. It's something that bands aren't taught, that bands
0: you know might not even be aware of or know yeah. about but it's something that the higher up you go in the chain the more you have like a team of people to worry about these kinds of things yeah. and we'll talk to tom about some of the clients that he looks after on a day-to-day basis some of the challenges hurdles obstacles that bands in this society yeah.
1: have to overcome for us. so well, the, so publishers are separate usually to record labels or a lot of publishing is built into the label. So if you sign a record deal, it'd be like, Oh, your publishing is included. Yep. Or, but if you just have a publishing deal, their, their main job is to collect your royalties. Yep. So where, whenever your music gets used on TV, radio, whatever, when you play live, they will collect the royalties, obviously take a cut yeah. and then give the rest back to you. But,
0: if you consider once your band starts getting bigger, just how many platforms could be using your music and playing your yeah. music. Like it is worth every penny to have a company looking out for it. But for bands that are just starting out, this is something that yeah. you could be doing for yourself without a manager, without a label
1: or anything like that. This is something that you yeah. yourself should be looking into. Cause I have some experience on Centric, one of my old bands where you signed up yeah, let's and go. they always did a thing where you could They'd have sync opportunities. We'll ask them about it anyway. Yeah, but there's sync opportunities that come up, and you can put forward one of your songs to be used. So if so, they'll be like, "Oh, we want this type of song for this TV show or whatever." And if you think your song fits that, you can submit it. And if it gets picked, then you get a nice little nice little check. A little bit of uh, royalty money, which Hell is the yeah. best kind of money because it's free and it just comes in every, yeah. every quarter.
0: Yeah, let's go royalty money. Well, yeah. my friends, that is what's coming up in hour two of the John Mahon show. We will be right back after this. Yes, my friends. Welcome back to the John Mahon show. Hour two powered by Forever Loud. Yes, it
1: is. Forever forever-loud.com. Remember the hyphen. Yeah. Don't forget the hyphen. I don't know. I think it just takes you to one of those sites where it's like, "Oh, buy this domain," but buy it for like three grand or something. <laughs> Fuck you. Do you know what? It's a great business model. Some there's companies that exist that just in probably like the early days, just buy domain names, just make create domain name, but domain names, just pick like words that other people might want to use, and then when they want to use that word those domains you just they buy it off you for a ridiculous price <laughs> yeah
0: everyone is a hustler in yeah. every sector well my friends welcome back to our tour of the john mahon show we will be joined in about five minutes time by our guest today tom from centric music to talk about the importance of publishing and how bands from all sorts of levels can be doing a
1: little bit more and Dr. Scott asks, what's the track that overlays the ad? Well, it's a library track that I found, which is royalty-free. Well, royalty, it's u- free usage, but obviously they get royalties. So it means that it get, when it gets on YouTube, it will track the audio. So it comes up in the bottom of the YouTube page, and it would give that composer a little bit of money, That's which nice. is exactly what publishing is.
0: Hell yeah, which ties in rather <clears throat> nicely. that guest will be joining us yeah. very shortly indeed in fact i think we might need to pull up the zoom thing just in case he runs a little bit early but my friends don't forget that we will be a podcast very very soon well potentially for those listening right now should hopefully already be on a podcast platform but i was fucking around just before this stream started trying to get the john was
1: shouting it was so annoying
0: (laughs) it was so annoying but like progress appears to be being made. Like hopefully we can figure out how to actually share them across the board. And then once that's good, then we'll just start cranking out the podcast episodes
1: left, right and center. So you can listen in your car, on the toilet, um, skydiving, skydiving, perfect <laughs> time,
0: perfect time to listen to us. Yeah. I was jumping Headphones out of in. a helicopter
1: listen to us on the train on in your uh, car car uh what else can people listen to at the gym <laughs> anywhere yeah. yeah at the gym Put anywhere it on the that gym. requires
0: soundtracking
1: because there's nothing that you want more to, to, to do a heavy workout than listening to this mumbling voice yeah let get epi- pumped
0: the epitome of
1: motivation well well if you are well this is a if you're listening to this and you're at the gym right now, in the future, I guess, go on, son. Yeah, go it. on,
0: go on. You go got one on. more, one more.
1: Go on, squeeze. Yeah, lift those weights, run on that treadmill. <laughs> Pump wow. those glutes. One
0: thing that I do want to mention, actually, before Tom joins us in a second, is we were going to do it on today's show. I want to give it a bit more time. So we'll do it on Monday's show. We've got some vinyl to give away
1: a disc. A vinyl disc, a vinyl disc, a bit of wax. Yeah, it's not for... wax anymore, is it? Is it not? Don't think so.
0: I thought vinyls had been and always were wax.
1: Or is it plastic now? Isn't it vinyl? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Why did? Why would they call it wax then?
1: Why would they call it? <laughs> right, vinyl records. What are they made of? What? <laughs> <laughs> What are they worth? What are they made of? PVC, yeah. polyvinyl chloride, which is why it's called vinyl, I guess. That makes sense.
0: So, where's the term wax come from?
1: I don't know. I've never heard. I feel like maybe in the early days, because that was probably an easier material for them to print. Because wasn't there saying onto. like waxing lyricals
0: or something like that, which came from like playing vinyls?
1: I yeah, I don't know the the origin of that phrase. <laughs> Type in vinyl so, wax Yeah, no So it's polyvinyl chloride Which is why they're called vinyls But either way, not records friends. wax Are vinyl records wax? The short answer is no <laughs> <laughs> However, there is such things as a wax record there Which is go. indeed made of wax
0: There we fucking go yeah, but, but
1: most of them are made of polyvinyl Yeah yeah. Chloride. Okay, I
0: concede. Well, my friends, we have got some vinyls to give away, which we've been doing on Monday, so for Mimi Barks' album.
1: Yeah. Get that. Polyvinyl chloride. <laughs> Mimi Mimi Barks' polyfiny, polyvinyl chloride.
0: Could be yours. We'll think of a way to give it away. But yeah, make sure you're listening on Monday's live stream to get the exclusive on that. Get the drop. Be there before everyone else.
1: Yeah, we need to think of a... Question or how to enter? or something. How to
0: enter? I might center it around, like watching the interview
1: or like picking send us like. your best bark. <laughs> <laughs> Go on,
0: i a, a bit, a bit, yeah. of a DMX bark. Yeah, like you know,
1: x gonna da 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 I had that album, actually, back in the noughties, mm. whenever it came out. Apparently, DMX
0: is one of the most insane rappers to see live, like, back in day. Yeah.
1: we Yeah. Do you know what I liked about that record? was There was a lot of, like, rock influence. So yeah. A lot of riffs on it. There's First like, we're r-
0: gonna rock, then we're gonna roll, then we're gonna stop, don't let it go. Oh, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. To, to one of the greatest of all time, DMX. But yeah, we'll be giving away a uh, Barks vinyl. Well, got still,
1: John still needs to give away a lot.
0: <laughs> I still need to post the Motorhead ones. I sat there yeah. right in front of me. It's been a
1: fucking... John can only do one task a day. D- not and even
0: any, one. And like, any... <laughs> I, is my ADHD trying to do 10 tasks a day and none of them get uh, fucking finished? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, you need some Adderall. Was oh, it Adderall? Ritalin. What's Ritalin. The, what's the drug <laughs> prescribed? Obviously,
0: Rital I think Ritalin is the UK version. Adderall's the US. version. Yeah, I think that's same, same thing. thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. But anyway, what are we do? What are we doing?
0: We have got a couple minutes before we are joined by Tom from. We always do this. Music. It's when
1: we're waiting for a guest and then don't come on exactly on the time. We, uh, we, know we're like <laughs> we find ourselves, how do we fill this time,
0: spitballing, I felt like there was something else that we wanted to talk about and I've totally forgotten what it was.
1: I don't know, John. I can't, I don't, I'm not inside your brain.
0: <laughs> there was something I mentioned before the show started that I was like, ah, oh, that was news or noteworthy. I do believe in the world of music. There isn't all that much
1: going on at the moment. Um, You're creep. going to
0: Bloodstock Yeah Let's talk about that You're going to Bloodstock
1: tomorrow Neck Deep released a new song yesterday
0: Oh yeah And they announced Ali Pali as Ali well Ali Pali show Yeah That'll be good
1: Yeah Because I see I saw them At Ali Pali Supporting Bring Me Back in I don't know One of the years <laughs> All the year, All my memories Of like gigs Always sort of blur into one and I don't Can never remember What year anything was yeah. But it was that show It was Bring Me Paris And Neck Deep that uh, was a Great show. Two thousand and like fourteen or fifteen, I want to say. Fifteen rings a bell, but I think it might have been later. Yeah, I think it might have been. But I know the one
0: you're on about. That was a hell of a show. That was when they
1: had. I remember they had loads of lasers and shit. Yeah, I remember they had, like, loads of obviously like the smoke goes up, and then they like. It was almost like they projected stuff onto the smoke. It's mad how many times Neck Deep have supported Bring Me at big Bring Me shows, because Neck
0: Deep supported them at Wembley as well.
1: When was that? Did I go to that? I can't remember.
0: 2012 that was. Was it? Nah.
1: Well, no, because the first time I saw... 2013 or 14. I think it was 14 Wembley. Yeah. Because I went... It was in December? Because they I did remember, the they
0: did the warm up show at the Underworld the night before, so
1: I remember being really hungover at that Wembley show because we had a work like party. So I think it was a Christmas party, and the and it's always like a free bar and that dangerous. <clears throat> but I remember, yeah, going to that Bring Me Show just so hungover, but it was good. I remember they played. I think it was the last time before a long time they played Pray for Plagues.
0: Didn't they bring out the old guitarist for it as well? The guy, yeah, Curtis, yeah, the guy who wrote it,
1: yeah. Well, he was like the OG guitarist with Lee. I think Lee wrote most of it, anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that was a great show. And then they just got better. I because I was like that. That production was so good. They basically had a screen, like a wall of screens, but yeah. it, it went all the way, like basically the whole width back. Yeah. And it all it was all like one screen. So they but they had different images like that bl- like blended into each other, and that
0: was the phase they went through where Ollie had the smoke grenade on stage as well was it yeah, and like he set off like a smoke grenade, and as he set off the smoke grenade, the smoke then went off around him on the LED screens
1: that was recently that was in two thousand and fourteen. I could have sworn it was nah, he did that recently, very recently, did he oh. maybe he did it back then, maybe it was a throwback. Could've,
0: yeah i could I could have sworn. I saw that Years ago
1: But I could be Maybe they bring it Yeah Because he did it I'm pretty sure they did it What's the uh, At Reading last year I think they did it then Mm. But
0: maybe They did did But it was around Yeah it was around They always do it around Semperturnals. Yeah it was the the, um, the music video Was it Yeah it's it's in the music video Was it uh, Yeah
1: I was going to say Was it Shadow Motors Yeah I'm pretty sure it was have you got um, Tom on the on the blower?
0: I do indeed. It should be any time now, but oh, it's going to really annoy me if I can't think of that thing that I wanted to talk about from earlier. Oh, it's Paramore related. Again, Paramore have cancelled some shows, haven't they?
1: Yeah, Haley. I mean, it's... But anyway, we'll find the Haley thing. What was I saying? Because people like always go, oh, she got a lot of sh- a shit from people being like, well, uh, Dave Gold didn't cancel when he broke his leg and shit. But it's like, she's... Injured her lungs. I'm sure Dave Grohl would cancel if he couldn't sing still.
0: Yeah, like if you can't breathe whilst you're doing something that involves your voice, like it's very different to, like, yeah, as you said, like a leg where it's like Dave, like, once he was strapped up and like probably shot up with some sort of like painkiller, was like, cool, yeah, like if I'm sat down, I can still play the guitar.
1: Yeah, it's just like, fair enough, like. If you can't perform at your... If your job is to give a vocal performance to the best of your ability, if you can't sing, then it's going to be detrimental to you and your health and also the audience because
0: they're not going to get the best show. Yeah, and future long-term damage as well. I mean, like, there's stories about Loz from While She Sleeps on Warped or, like, coughing up, like, mouthfuls of blood and having to be pulled to the side by Sam from Architects and be like... Yeah, like you need to sort this out because, like, because I think it's, it's gonna—it's just gonna do
1: more, and more damage. Well, it's like—it's a muscle. It's a—and it's your instrument. Like, if your guitar broke, you wouldn't just keep on playing your guitar. Yeah, <laughs> you'd get it fixed, and your vocals, chords you the chords and exact strings. Same. Yeah. So, and if you're not playing it correctly, then it's gonna do more damage than good. Yep. So I think, like, Laws especially he went to—who's uh, that famous? Vocal coach Melissa Cross. Yeah, yeah, he went to her.
0: Yeah, a lot. A lot uh, of people have been uh, have been benefited by the stuff that Melissa Cross does. Like Caleb, uh, Ollie.
1: Yeah, a lot of it is just like understanding your voice and your physiology. Yeah, it is.
0: Right then, my friends. Well, we're gonna have to hit pause on that conversation because because. Hopefully, hopefully we can see you in a second. There we, there we fucking go. go. Joining us on the John Mohan show right now. Please show a lot of love and appreciation for our boy Tom from centering Music.
1: Woo. Hello, how are we? Good, good. Can you hear? Can we hear you? And can you hear us? Is the question I oh, always can ask. hear you. Can
2: you hear me? Yes, we can. Perfect.
1: it's why I always this is the main worry I have about live streaming is <laughs> there's no chat, no, no like pre testing, it's all just done live. Like
2: being back in COVID, like doing all the video calls and shit yeah. yeah, hell
0: yeah. Well, thank you ever so much for your time, bro. How are you doing? How's life?
2: It's good, man. It's good. Things are busy, work's busy, and then. Like I messaged you before when you said, can you come on a bit early? And I was like, yeah, we're just doing some like wedding admin and shit. Cause we're getting, getting married just Ooh, over a month. So wedding full swing and stuff. But yeah, you know, life's busy and work, work's busy. So I can't complain.
1: Hell yeah. Well, How much um, say have you got in the wedding planning or is it all just yes? <laughs> Saying yes. I
2: mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs>
2: It's just, yeah, smile and wave. That's, that's it, but um, no, it's it's it's, it's doing pretty good. You know, we're having a bit of fun with it. We've got, like, a bouncy castle coming along in the evening, which is being thrown inside, which Let's is cool. Go. And then we've got, like, a mobile arcade bar with throw arcade games Sick. being parked up outside. We've got a couple of bands playing, so it's it'll, it'll be a good laugh.
0: Are you booking some bands as well?
2: Like, no one... In the dream world, there'd be, like, festival lineups and stuff. <laughs> but... Some very nice people have offered, you know, mates rates and stuff like that, which is really cool.
0: Oh, bro, that's fucking sick. Well, hopefully you get some nice weather for it as well, because summer seems like it's tempting us for a little bit of August, but
2: nothing's guaranteed. Fingers crossed. As long as it doesn't rain and there's a little bit of sun, I think we're happy.
1: Fuck yeah. Well...
2: How are you both? We're good, man. Yeah, Yeah. good.
1: Yeah. We're just... Well, for me, it's sort of end of festival season. I've got my last one at Bloodstock tomorrow, so another weekend in a field awaits. But it'll be that'll be me for the year. Nice, yeah, man. And
0: then just i've got john's di- going to the us of a yeah i got i got one more big one like me and my girlfriend are going to go to blue ridge festival over in virginia and that lineup is just, it's oh, it, it's fucking stupid that lineup. it's like, basically just like every band you can think of yeah
1: on that lineup. yeah <laughs> a lot of massive
0: yeah and a lot of british representation there as well like sleep token holding absence very tomorrow very tomorrow casket oh, boys yeah yeah like strong strong british contingent over there and i do yeah. believe there are are a couple of the artists that that you work with on a day-to-day basis or at least your company like has got a lot of yeah. hand a hand in helping so i mean let's start let's start with where you started how did you get into the publishing side of music
2: so it all started like i went to university in manchester i went to bim um and studied music business um and uh, the stage, like when I started, I wasn't sure what I wanted to get into. I just knew I wanted to get involved in the industry somehow. Yeah. So I went to uni and in like the second year there was a publishing module. And then around the same time, the university was setting up a publisher, which was sort of set up by the students, run by the students, and mainly set up for the performing students, the songwriting students to sign up to. Nice. Um. So I got involved in that and found it really good, really interesting how everything worked. Um, teachers lecturers were awesome as well. And they got you involved in as much as they could. Uh, and then third year there was um, with the, like the careers team, you know, if anyone has been to uni or is at uni watching this, like, you know, chat to your careers team. Cause they helped me massively sick and they found, yeah, they found um like an internship at centric, which I applied for. Um, and I got so I spent like a month there. Uh it was kind of busy because I was doing you know, I had to be in Liverpool. I was living in Manchester at the time, I had to be in Liverpool for like nine, ten o'clock, but then I was also working a bar job back in Manchester. So I, I'd finish at like three, okay. drive back to Manchester for five, finish work at, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning, and then do it all over again for like a month. You know, like my blood was like 90% coffee, so that was an intense month. Um and then you know it was a bit of good timing as well because there was a role that they thought would have suited me um so this was like december 2019 and i got put on the live team at centric shit. and you know a few months after is when covid hit so you know everyone was like oh shit, what does this mean for like the live team because there was a few of us on there um so we got reassigned onto the copyright team um and just like grew my knowledge and stuff. And, you know, everyone everyone was so busy still during COVID because yeah. people were stuck at home, writing songs, yeah. doing their admin, keeping their accounts up to date and stuff. So we were still really busy. And then after COVID, you know, life slowly came back in and I was moved back onto the live team.
1: Sick. I want to go back a little bit because I guess for some people that are watching might not exactly know what a publisher does because it's a very big yeah. part of, in the music industry and how people earn revenue from being in a band or playing music yeah. so could you give us like a brief rundown of what publishing does
2: of course. Um, so like i'm not here to sell centric or like tell people you must sign up to us but, but like I'll, I'll just say like a publisher like centric should um collect and administer your performance and mechanical royalties which can be earned whenever your song is form live streams spotify apple amazon deezer anywhere uh, um youtube uh, broadcasted on radio put on tv you know you hear it on an advert or something or you know we also have a really good sync team at centric which work on getting our artist songs used in whether it's tv film adverts stuff like that um so it's our job mainly to register those songs with um what's called the performing rights organization so over here in the UK, you've got the PRS. Um, in Germany, you've got Gamer, in Sweden, you've got Stim in Belgium, you've got Sabam in Canada, you've got so I can genuinely go on. For- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. like there's equivalents of the PRS all over the world. And a publisher like Centric will register your songs with all of these organizations. And then whenever your song is used, streams, broadcasted in that territory, we can collect the royalties directly from there. Um which you know but i think for like independent artists that are performing and putting stuff on ds digital service providers and putting stuff on youtube you know they they might be missing out on a lot of income that they're not aware of um whenever i've done talks sort of similar to this or i go back to my university and do like panels or industry events stuff like that the amount of people that like are really unaware that you can get you know, money for playing your song live is like mind blowing. Yep. So that's why you sort of jumped at the chance to like, come on here and talk about it a little bit
0: and that's that's why we really appreciate it because more so than anything like we want to make bands aware who maybe don't have backing from a major label maybe don't have like even a manager like because let's not forget like you have to get to a certain stage to be able to pay more people and until like the band are happy with that investment like more so now than ever you're seeing a level of independency from bands across the board going right okay your merch your socials like your booking travel and transport for tours. Like they're sharing responsibility. So for the person in the band who might get delegate or might not even have a delegation yet of publishing, if someone was to get delegated publishing, where would where would you encourage like an up and coming band to start?
2: You know, as long as you've got everything sort of in order, you know who's entitled to what shares of songs and stuff, that's when like the minute you have a song written and you have those shares agreed on this is when you should be looking into publishing straight away. The song doesn't have to be recorded, mastered, or released. You know, the minute a song's composed and you have those shares together, that's when you should start thinking about publishing. Um, You know, you can register with all of these performing rights organisations like the PRS, you can do it all yourself. Um, With a publisher like Centric, we are anyway, we're a free service to sign up to. You know, you can go on on our website, create an account for free, add as many songs as you want. And we take a 20% split and give the writers their 80, and we collect all those royalties and distribute them. So it's a very artist-friendly deal. You're not tied down to anything. You're not stuck with us for years and years and years, which I know, you know, traditionally, a lot of the older label publishing agreements, they used to absolutely like pound on artists. Like, you know, this, like you're stuck with us for five years and we're taking 90% and giving you nothing. So like, but what we do, we're very artist friendly. Um and you can leave at any point as well. So if you get a better offer, you know, a bigger publisher, a bigger label comes and gives you an advance of twenty grand or something, then you just say, Oh, I, I wanna leave Centric and that's it. You know, it's easy. very, very artist friendly. That's what we sort of pride ourselves on. And we're so easy to get in touch with. Like we've got live chats, we've got phones that so, you know, you just call the number on the website and you're through to us. You're talking to well, it used to be me, <laughs> not me anymore, but you'll be talking to someone in the office that I'm sat with. So, you know, what we really do pride ourselves on the artist and serving them.
0: Hell yeah, dude. And especially now more so than ever where we're seeing the emerging conversation. I mean, like you look at what's going on in America with the actors striking and the scriptwriters striking because of the conversation centered around pay and with how much artists are getting fucked in 2023 by the minimal amount made through streaming and then like the other associate like you know how many streams you have to even like see a dent in a paycheck that's even worth splitting like as someone who kind of sees like the direct correlation between streams and money earned like like what are some of the things that you're dealing with on a daily basis like surrounding that topic like how hard are the conversations going on between you and the bands
2: I mean, for me, I'm I'm on the live team, so like I gather set lists, promoter information, and I submit, you know, the the dates, the venues, what set list they played to these different performance rights organizations like the PRS, like the one in Germany, and so on. And there's different processes for each and every one. Some you can send off like massive fuck off files full of like five thousand gigs and just email them. Jeez. Others you have to like go on their website and enter them manually one by one. <laughs> so like in Germany, they have a deadline. So, if there's a gig at any point this year, it needs reporting to them by the end of March next year. Anything after that, they won't pay you for. So it's it's they're they're on it. They're strict. Like you have to do their process. And you know, we had a bit of a backlog at the start of this year, so we had like 1,200 gigs to add in the space of like like a month or two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We just kept like continuously entering all this data, going, "It'll get there. It'll get there. (laughs) Like it's near the end." um but you know when i was on the copyright team i was dealing with sort of conflicts and you know answering sort of general questions people had about about publishing about song registrations and you know it is my job mainly to answer those questions make them feel you know satisfied with the answers we were like i was giving them and the advice i was giving them and i also they'll still do with like youtube the youtube side of things which yeah. is yeah. a bit of a minefield as well um Obviously, YouTube is a desired platform for a lot of artists because it's free and, you know, you can put what you want on there, essentially. Um, But the whole YouTube side of things, you know, money-wise, it's, again, 0.00003 pence every time. Songs used maybe even less. But the content ID doesn't start kicking in until a video has around 10,000 views. So, you know, if you have anything under that, it's like, we can monitor and, you know, see if anything does come through somehow, but anything after 10,000 is usually like when things could start coming through a bit more regularly in those smaller amounts. Yeah. So it's, it's publishing is an absolute minefield. Like I can scratch the surface, which is probably what I'll do here in the next half hour or so, like scratch the surface and then you can just keep digging like the amount of times i say that and then i think i said it to you in london actually i was like mine it's fucking my then we were sat at the bar for an hour chatting about it all, so. yeah
0: yeah like just to give you some context my friends like that like we'd, we'd known each other like prior to then but like that was like the first one actually had a chance to, like talk talk and like it was blowing my mind like not just like the 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 list of things that you have to do on a daily basis but like how different bands and clients can vary from one another and you know how important something like communication is within this field like you know if a band drops like a song or a music video and like not everyone's ready or everything's there in time like you know stuff can happen where like there's revenue lost if things aren't registered in the right way and it's like especially when you've got so many bands that you're juggling with and you're turning around and saying like, yeah, we've got like, how many was it? How many thousand of live shows sat in a log that you had to like burst through? It's good. like, yeah. it's like, as you Endless. said, you've got like, you've got so many different plates that yeah. you're constantly spinning.
1: I was going to ask, because I, my old band, way back in 2011, or well, 2012 was when we broke up, but I remember we were signed up to Centric. But yeah, it was a case of every gig you play, you have to put in the details and you put, have to put every single song that you played. And it's just, I, I never knew how that would worked on your end. So you have to do all that in like uh, manually. Like, you have to yeah. all so, like stuff.
2: The, the one in Germany and, you know, France, which is called SASM and Spain, which is called Sagai, Like we have to go on their portal and like enter all the details ourselves yeah. from the information you give us. And then there are some other societies where like the PRS, we can sort of download a file. I have to format it, make sure it's all correct to what they want. And then we can send that off in bulk, like thousands and thousands of gigs in one file at a time, which is obviously a lot easier and less time consuming. But yeah, if you went on your, I mean, this was way before I was at (laughs) Centric anyway, and I'm sure we were using a bit of an older system because it was was a while ago, but yeah, you'd have gone on, done something similar, you know, gone on, said I played this venue at this date, these are the songs. And then we dealt with that process and did what had to be done to report it.
1: Cause it's I think it's a lot of thing. Cause I certainly didn't know it before then. But like, obviously, venues or anywhere that plays music has to pay a license, like a, a PRS license or whatever yeah. it is, and that money is for the artist, really. So like, if you yeah, if you've played anywhere in the in the world, you are owed money for that performance. Yeah, and we- Centric is just a great, especially yeah, like it's a free sign up thing, so you can just get start earning as soon as you basically stop playing live which i think is a great thing because a lot of people there's like
2: no limit to songs you can put on your account and stuff like that and like john said before like it's like the communication's kind of essential like if you have a song and you know you've released it already and then a few weeks down the line you might think oh shit like publishing like you're like who's like what do we do when it's played on radio or we play live? like what happens what's with the prs what does that do and then you know you can like create an account with us add the song on and you know weeks like you might have a bit of weight a bit more waiting for the royalties to come through because they might have to be like backdated yeah. yeah which can be a bit of a pain but at the end of the day like we'll always try and collect what we can uh, because you're in inti- like the artists are entitled to it the songwriters are entitled to when their songs use that they should be paid
0: a hundred percent and it's like especially with the amount of money that the artists seem to not be getting at the moment and like how much, like record sales from what what used to be selling and now how much a band used to get from that process like the physical sales how much streaming drastically changed that cut that the artist was getting and i mean like as someone who sat there looking at you know the numbers that are directly made as in like money made from music streamed like is there any advice that you could offer those bands who are maybe sat there being like what the fuck's my paycheck so small i'm getting x x amount of millions of streams from here or x amount of plays from here like why am i not seeing any any return on this
2: i'd say you, you know when you have millions of streams there should be something coming through of course whether that you know whether there's tens of thousands of streams something should be coming through so it's always worth checking that you know your publishing is in line you've got something out like you've got your songs registered and they're registered correctly um it most of the time it could be something like the song might be in conflicts or something you know like we might represent one of the writers on a song and another publisher might represent another writer. Right. But, you know, what we have as a split might be different. We might have 50-50 and the other publishers saying, well, we're collecting 60% on this writer and you're collecting 40. You know, there's sort of that conflict. Right. That needs to be resolved. And then once it's resolved, the, you know, the royalties may have been held up by one of the performing rights organizations. And then, you know, in the coming distributions, they're sent out. So I'd always, always recommend... You know, even if you, you don't have to sign up Centric, you can just go on our live chat and ask these questions. Like, this is what we're here for. Hell yeah. E- even if I don't know, you know, someone <laughs> will pass you on to yeah. someone that does. So there's so like, yeah, Centric's a fucking awesome place and people should... I know I said I'm not coming on it. Yeah. Day, but, Plug you know, away, bro. Yeah. Plug
1: away. But it's, it's a great tool, especially, yeah, if you're first starting out. As I was saying, like, the sync opportunities that you provide, because I remember we got one for it was, like, a show on E4, which was, like, a big... Deal for us at the time because we were a very young band, and it was just like probably you wouldn't get that opportunity off your own back really. So when you Mm get like Centric give you the opportunity, it's almost like a networking tool. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I mean because it's you often have like opportunities where it's like we're after this sort of song to go on this show or whatever, and then you can you can submit your song and then
2: yeah, we still do that. And then you know if it's it's, if it's a thing that we procure, like we get in place for you obviously we'll take a percentage but if it's a sync deal that you would have got and we had nothing to do with centric doesn't take a share of any of the fees yeah like because we had nothing to do with it so you know that's that would have been more money in your pocket but if it's something yeah it's something we can offer as like an additional service
0: yeah
2: to our artists to our songwriters and yeah there's like loads of different briefs that change weekly monthly you know, there's funding opportunities. We've got a fund at the minute, which gives uh, a band and artist whoever, uh, £500. Pounds. It's called, like, Back on the Roads. Um, I think sort of like a live fund. Um, we often have opportunities for, like, festival slots, like Great Escape, Sound Holy City, shit. South by Southwest, stuff like that. So it's always worth checking, like, those little opportunities because they're, you know, a lot of people let them fly under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's always worth keeping stuff up to date, knowing what songs registered where, whose money is being collected by who, all the little things, Yeah, which in the end do matter.
0: Yeah, 100%. And just so people know, I mean, who are some of the bands that like on a day-to-day basis that like you're working with and you've got like eyes on different accounts for?
2: Mm. Um, so mostly, you know, some of the busier ones are like Enter Shikari. Sick. Um, we've got shares on their... Latest release, "Kiss for the Whole World." Nice. Um, Don Broco um, for like amazing things. Um, you know, both of them were UK number one. Yeah, hell well, so yeah. we had a bit of a drink after that. Yeah, at work you know, that was pretty huge for us as well. So that was that was really cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, a recent sign up as well. Um, like I said, you can go on and create an account for free. And um, we saw an account pop up under the name Skindreds. Um, <laughs> my colleague Ashley. She sent it to me and she was like, is this, like, real? Like, what what's going on? Is this, like, actual Skindred? And we looked into it and then another colleague of mine, Joel, got in touch and it was Jeff, the original guitarist, who signed up, like, his percentage of the shares. Oh, really? And <laughs> we were just like, okay, we got got Skindred. Like, this, this is awesome. You know, we've got songs like Nobody, Babylon and stuff. Like, it's it's awesome as... And then you know, at the HMA's, they won best live as well. Yeah, so like <laughs> that was awesome. I guess this um,
1: probably won't count. Shikari
2: as well. By the way, who I think I did vote for? Yeah, of um, course. for best live, just because Shikari, Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think um, there's, that's a few of them anyway. Like Boston Manor, the one, Sleep Save Token, um, Delilah Bon, who I'm a big fan of as well. The Hell yeah, HMA's. She was there.
0: Great band. Um,
2: yeah. So there's... So many that you know. We also represent and work with like DJs and producers with like electronic music. No way. We do. No, obviously, we're I'm more of a heavy or heavy rock, alt rock kind of guy myself. But you know, there's so many different genres that we work with. It's it's scary. I think the last time I heard it was something like we represented, and this is probably wrong. Anyone from work who (laughs) is going to watch this, I will apologize. I think it's around three million, three and a half million songs that we work with um holy yeah. shit so it's, it's a big just a, yeah a lot, just a few to but, go through yeah
1: <laughs> jesus i was gonna say i don't know if it'll affect you but Skindred this week actually are on well midweek they were on track for number one with the new album yeah,
0: yeah. the uh submissions for that closed uh, closed now. Yeah, yeah so it, it's a waiting game now have the boys done it
2: yeah, I think it's usually sort of late tomorrow. You find yeah, out, I think. Uh, like, like like 2-3-ish. When I remember hearing about Don Broco and Shikari, it was sort of after work on a Friday when we were having a drink, like waiting to hear. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Fingers a- crossed that's another one tomorrow.
1: Because there was a big push for Shikari, wasn't there? we we bought like the vinyl and stuff we were like just try and get them because i think it only came down to like a few hundred yeah units. and it, it was them and another yeah. I can't band Who and, they were
2: in like battle with yeah i can't remember who it was i remember don broco were like up against like the weekends because he just came out of nowhere oh, back when they got here with amazing yeah. things so shikari i can't remember who they were battling out with but it was Ev- close.
0: everything but the girl or something like that was the band name like it was like yeah, a yeah, really yeah. weird
2: They're a little duo on there. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was like a really weird yeah. band name. And then that band had started sponsoring the enter Shikari search on Amazon. So when you search for enter Shikari on Amazon, the first thing that came up was this band that they were battling within the charts. Smart. Not...
2: I mean, you got to applaud <laughs> it. <Pev>. Yeah. <laughs> but, but bro,
0: yeah. there's, Still there's, what? there's so much information to, to delve in with you and especially like on the publishing front as well. Cause it's, it's something that's probably more valuable in 2023 for a band just starting out than anything else and like as you very rightly said like there's so many different sectors within it there's not just the actual record there's the live element as well i mean like day-to-day life like what do you spend the majority of your time on is it spread across the different sectors live and on record or are you mostly centered into one demographic now
2: it is mostly live like i'm the live claims manager so it's my job to make sure that whenever someone adds a gig onto their centric account that we can process it and send it off so that royalties can be collected that's essentially in a nutshell what i do sick um so like whenever i with um some of the bigger like nshikari with don broco i'll get emails from management labels saying you know these are the set lists these are yeah. this 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 can you submit those That's that's me that's what i'll do um but then a lot of people will go on their account enter the details and then it comes through to like our gig system and then it's up to me to process it make sure everything's correct you know there has to be a song registration first in order to submit because you have to have a set list um that is fully registered essentially like I said, we register the right. songs with like the PRS. Yeah. And once we do that, the PRS give you what's called the tune codes, which you uniquely identifies that song on their system. And there has to be a tune code in order for us to send a set list to them. Right. So, you know, you've got to get the songs registered. And if we have to wait a couple of weeks for a registration to come through, that sort of delays the process a little bit. Yeah. Which is again backs onto keeping everything up to date and make sure everything's registered correctly before releases stuff like it all aligns together it, like it again scratching the surface it's fucking confusing <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> he's doing well, um, so ass- yeah that's essentially what i do just making sure people get paid for when they perform live
0: and how how does that vary? Like, what sets the price on how much you get paid for a live performance? Is it the amount of people that you're performing to? Like, the size of the venue that you're performing the song in? Like, does it, does it, I'm obviously, yeah, like. Yeah, I
2: think for, like, a lot of, some of the smaller ones, like, you know, your pubs or smaller venues, off the top of my head, um, like, uh, Arts Bar in Liverpool, Jimmy's, you know, those kind of ones, um think it would depend on the license that the venue pays for. You know, the venue has to pay a license each year. Right. And it's up to the prs to determine how much that is and then when a song is performed at that venue they'll say right well that was in front of you know x amount of people on this date and tickets for this much and you know they then figure out how much for that one song it's not just like the performance it's yeah. calculated by like each song that's played Damn. Um, but then there's for, like your bigger venues like uh, with a uh, don broco's like recent arena tour um you know obviously bigger scale you know more people ticket price was a little bit more stuff like that so they'd got a bit more for that and they were headlining so headlines and supports pay differently as well it's the same with festivals you know if you play on smaller stage at a festival you might get paid less than someone playing on the main stage um as a headline act and stuff like that so it all it all comes down to the license that the venue has how much they paid for it and then if you're going to be support acts a headline acts and you know how many people how many songs you're playing so it it, there's a lot of variances which is you know it's a lot to keep on top of with the volume that we get through on the team but yeah yeah, at the end of the the day like in the uk for example not all venues are licensed it's a bit shit like a lot of like if you go down to your local pub or something it might not be licensed because it's a small pub it might Mm, not put music on um there are still some that you know i'm coming across thinking well like the grace in london i don't think that's licensed as far as i'm aware so you know we get a lot of claims for there but because it's not licensed royalties won't be generated is that Um, is that legal i was gonna say how is that legal anywhere that hosts music has to be licensed by like law so like anywhere in Germany, if you play, you're going to get something. Yeah.
1: I was going to ask what's, so what's the sort of process? So from a band registering their live set, putting their songs in, why does, does it go, you have to put that, give that to PRS and then PRS go to the venue and then it comes back or is it?
2: The... Yeah. So like the bands all go on their account, add all that, come to us. We submit it to the PRS and, um, Odds are the PRS would receive the same information from the venue saying, you know, or well, they might just go to the venue and confirm saying, yep. this band played on this date, can you confirm the set list? And they'll say, yep, yeah, there you go. That's what we've got reported. And then, you know, they'll calculate it. It takes a long time for this to come through. From the date you perform, um, you have 12 months to register the gig, whether that's to Centric or to the PRS. Yeah. And then from the date you submit it, you might not see royalties for another ten to twelve months. Like it's a long Jeez. process. So the the quicker you get the gig added, yeah. After performing it, the quicker royalties will come through.
1: Yeah, so I remember Which like is a, yeah.
2: obviously a popular question. Like you know, people are like, "Well, when will I get money?"
1: Yeah. And
2: in my head, I'm like, "Well, you only played like last week." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is just how long it takes, unfortunately.
1: Because I <laughs> I remember doing like a backlog of gigs, like going through and being like putting them all in but i guess the more gigs you play then it just sort of slowly comes in quite regularly it's just cuz it's you're just going back like a year or or two yeah so it's good it's good in that way cuz if you just if you're playing all the time you can just put them in when you play and then eventually the money will just be like catching up with you
2: yeah exactly and then from then on like if you like during the time that you're waiting for money to come through you're probably performing more gigs yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So then after the first lot of mon- after the first lot of royalties starts coming through, you'll probably see a more steady flow of royalties coming through after that as well.
0: So does that mean like if a band play one of their biggest hits? Sorry, don't play one of their biggest hits. Like they won't get as much money for playing like a newer song with lesser streams because you said there's like there's like it depends on what song that person's playing in the set list like you said like it's calculated on each individual song so i'm guessing like how popular a song is determines how much you get paid for playing it how's that
1: quantified though yeah
2: i think it matters on like how many streams that song has i think it's more to do with like the duration of the song and then Ah. obviously in each song all the writers might be different like on one song it might be like for example if i wrote a song 100 percent of the royalties go to me if all three of us wrote a song, then and we equally split it, thirty-three you percent, know, thirty-three, three, thirty-three, three, thirty-three, four, then I'd only get thirty-three point three percent of the royalties for that song whenever it's performed, and then you guys would get your thirty-three percent. So that's what I mean. There's so many different variances because then you have to think <laughs> the songs, who wrote it, what scent you're entitled yeah. to when it's forms used so again it goes back to what i said at the very start once you've got a song and you know what you're entitled to register it as soon as you can
1: yeah i mean, we were four piece and, and we just we just did it 25 percent each because we were like i can't be asked awesome yeah. figuring out all the yeah the individual
0: see nick I, I i heard an interview with nickelback recently and nickelback are like really really strict on who gets paid for how much they've got like a whole formula within the band because like
1: 99 chad kruger
2: yeah well
0: no but the, isn't there a phrase which is like a word gets you a third or something like that like
2: i heard that but it wouldn't surprise (laughs) me if chad's getting the most people
0: yeah oh yeah a hundred percent but like that apparently they sit they literally sit there with a whiteboard and they've got like specific calculations for like choruses and verses like yeah but i've never heard a band have that kind of setup before where it like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. it
1: sounds like a laugh in the practice room didn't it yeah genuinely In the studio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like a color coordinated excel spreadsheet <laughs> which, which is so much, nickelback
1: like, when you think about it yeah, like <laughs> we've written this song get the spreadsheet out
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> take the sheet come on <laughs>
0: dude like we we could sit and talk to you about this for hours but i mean like as as a base level conversation i think you've done such a great job in just educating people like on the importance of at least knowing that you're all signed up in the right areas and like you know for bands that don't have people directing them to this like managers and stuff like that having source like centric music where it is as you said as simple as just like an idiot's guide and talking you through as to how you can get everything set up and going in the right places and i mean like moving forward like into what you see the future of like making money from music being as someone who's so Mm -hmm. connected where do you see it going next like in terms of you know obviously stuff like the metaverse where that's going to start creating like different publishing like kind of deals like depending on where music's going to be used there so i mean like as someone who's got that like who's literally right there involved in it where do you see it going next
2: i mean for me on the life side of things like i I don't think it's fully recovered since covid like the numbers of gigs that we were processing before covid were much more than what we are now which even though we're doing it even though now it's still thousands but the numbers like just don't compare because you know venues are struggling financially or they've had to shut down either after covid or with the cost of living stuff like that so you know over the next few years i can see live slowly picking up maybe a little bit that's obviously what i hope for because you know we need those grassroots venues initially and you know the support that you know uh grassroots venues needs um like night and day cafe like the one in manchester that's been going through a lot of shit recently like with the council noise complaints and all that kind of crap which just
1: it's like it's been just, there all forever say
2: is, you know for people who want to perform live yeah get involved with like signing petitions yeah. and shit and you know getting involved making sure that your venue stays open otherwise you're not gonna have a fucking venue to play at the end of the day like when i went last time i went to go see boston manor they were playing uh, bootleg social in Blackpool which was like their, it was their first hometown gig. Yeah, But, you know, they're from Blackpool. They've obviously performed festivals and all around the world, they played HMAs, which was fucking awesome. And, you know, seeing them at a smaller venue was incredible, you know, cause it was a more intimate show. So for me and the other couple hundred that were in there, it was absolutely insane. And, you know, speaking to the owner, he was saying, you know, they get noise complaints on the on the regular from the restaurant upstairs. And so me and my friend went in. We went into that restaurant and <laughs> just as we were going in. The waiter came up and just goes, "Oh, you know that fucking venue downstairs." And I'm there in my Boston mana t-shirt, like, "Yeah, yeah, what, asshole?" Yeah, awesome.
1: <laughs> terrible noise. <laughs> but I think it's just like any like grassroots venues are so important because the bands that are that you listen to now they had to start somewhere and they probably started playing those yeah. small town shows. Yeah, and it's like I absolutely we, love Shikari, like yeah.
2: what. like what the guys do like any tickets like percentages from their ticket sales for their tour at the start of next year are going towards grassroots music venues and helping them like a pound from each ticket is it or something i think yeah and the fact they're playing a wembley
0: show on that run and they're taking money from a massive arena show and funneling it back down
2: yeah so stuff like that needs to be looked at a lot more seriously and you know keep them open essentially because otherwise there's not going to be anywhere left to perform yeah it's know, like, like you said, grassroots venues is where everyone starts. You know, I remember seeing Don Broco fucking years ago at Central Station in Wrexham. Yeah. They were in four Shikari. There, where I lived. And, you know, that's probably still one of the smaller venues yeah. around. And if it wasn't for that at the time, I wouldn't have seen Shikari. I wouldn't have seen Don Broco. I wouldn't have fallen in love with both of them. And, yeah, that's...
1: And like you're missing out on the opportunity to see to see these bands on such as such an early stage yeah. in their career, and it's like you can, like like you're saying, you you can look back and be like, well, I saw this band in a tiny venue. Yeah, like they... when
2: uh, again, Don Broke seeing that they did like a this was to sort of promote and push their album sales. I think they were doing like a small venue tour around the time Amazing Things was nearing number one, and you know at the end they were doing like signs, meet and greets, and stuff like that. Obviously, obviously it was to Push, you know, physical sales to get them their number one. But at the end of the day, every single person left that venue absolutely buzzing that they saw Don Broker in a tiny, cramped, sweaty-ass room jumping up and down, singing with a load of people, and then they got to meet them after. It was fucking awesome.
1: I think they did Bedford Esquires, which is, like, their hometown. Because I I filmed there a few months ago. And that is, like, such a good venue for getting, like... It's basically, like, between a small venue and, like, a big venue. So the bands that are on, on their way up is where they like, yeah that sort of but it's
0: also a nice little downplay yeah like for a band like broco where if they do want to go okay yeah we know we're fucking massive we're about to go and do what i think it was wembley on that tour was it ali pali ali pali yeah. they did on that run but it's like you know we're about to go and do one of the biggest arenas that this country has to offer but yeah we'll also go and do the place just down the road where we grew up in and as you said yeah, tom I it's like
2: keep in touch with like a squad like the Bedfords sort of area and stuff which is fucking awesome which is of them but it's been awesome seeing them come from central station in Wrexham to like birmingham arena headlining yeah. it with papa roach support it was like this is fucking insane and the <laughs> same with like shikari you know
1: yeah uh, i actually and
2: festivals and you know doing new century hall in manchester which yeah. is a sick venue as well so yeah grassroots venues man literally see where they all start and why they need to remain
1: well, speaking of central station i saw bring me there i saw shikari there i saw the blackout there
2: back in the day so like,
1: um, yeah, those venues are, I don't, I feel, I think Central Station's shut down now, isn't it? I can't, I don't know if it's still there. So that's another, that's yeah. sad
2: Yeah, one. exactly. So if it, if it has, it's yeah. another... Oh, Wrexham are lost. doing all right. And to Is me, it... in a town called Shrewsbury, so that's like yeah, one yeah. of the, at the time, it was one of the closest sort of places fans were going to. So for a lot of people, that's something that's been lost.
1: Yeah. Well, Wrexham's doing all right now. They've got the the football team yeah they got Ryan Reynolds they got Ryan Reynolds they putting him on the back
2: oh, yeah they got Deadpool but they got movie money that's why. Right. yeah like- we
0: can open another one if they want oh my days well tom thank you ever so much for your time today my friend like we can't thank you enough for uh, like taking us through the world of publishing and diving us a little bit deeper into uh, into your world and this won't be the last time we have you on the show my friend like we're we gonna we're we gonna keep bringing you on and like hopefully educating some people on uh, on some things that they need to know but best of luck getting married yeah like <laughs> holy shit what a month we're away to
2: our senses in the next month i don't know <laughs>
0: Well, no, thank crossed. you very much. Fingers crossed it all goes well for you, bro. And thank you so much for your time today, my friends Show a lot of love for Tom from
2: Century Music. Cheers, Tom. I do one shout out as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Obviously, everyone watching, people from work, and my nephew, Kai, who said he's never been, he, he wants to be famous, so he said, can I do a shout out <laughs> for him? Hell yeah. And I think he's watching. He's only six. So I'm going to be taking him to a few more gigs when Let's he's go. a little bit older. Hell yeah, <laughs> get him Welcome the, I'll get to him world. into the good shit.
1: And when he's in a band, get him to sign up to Centric.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll push him.
0: Hell yeah. Get him some paychecks in the bit. So the much, guys. Bank. Appreciate
2: it. Thank Cheers, you ever Tom. so much,
0: Tom. Take care of yourself, brother. Take
2: care. Hell Take yeah.
0: Care. Thank Bye. you, man.
1: Oh, there what goes. a geezer. A geezer. From Centric Music. From Centric Music publishing for the masses
0: yeah if yeah, you're in a I band think, it's so important it's yeah. so 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 important
1: i think there's there was a lot of good valuable information yeah
0: given in that yeah some very very important advice well thank you ever so much for making it this far in today's show my friends we really do appreciate you we really do love you
1: considering the first hour was just us waffling
0: yeah doing some draft picks
1: yeah we've made it two over two hours hell yeah
0: well, we will be back on Monday. Ollie will be talking all about Bloodstock Festival, if I'm alive. Oh yeah, but we might, we might, uh, we might take Monday off actually, because well, we'll see, we'll see, see. we'll see
1: how hard Ollie. Gets. <laughs> if there's no I'm show a, on Monday, you know why? I'm a 34 year old man. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't. I damaged my liver too much. <laughs> Anyway,
0: well, thank you ever so much to everyone in the chat. Thank you ever so much for your comments, staying my friends. We really do love and appreciate you. All that's left for me to say is my name is John Mahon Peace
1: and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Go fuck yourselves peacefully. <laughs> <laughs>